Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. One of the best things about being married is developing a shared sense of humor together. And uh, over time, you learn to appreciate what your spouse thinks is funny. And my girls would say, my dear wife thinks I am funny just to the core. They, they think if I read the weather to Dina, she would laugh. And I do make a goal of, of mine every day if I can to get Dina to laugh because I love hearing her laugh. I'm John Fuller, joined by Aaron and Greg Smalley in the studio. They're in charge of the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. And uh, Greg, uh, how can laughter help a couple, especially if they're prone to fighting a lot? Yeah, laughter can help during conflict. It can also make it worse. So you've got to choose really... your weapon wisely. Exactly. I remember one time Aaron had asked me to make sure that I uh, put some raw chicken. We just had cook some things. And so there's a little bit of chicken left over. She said, now make sure that you clean that up. She had to, to leave with our older daughters. They were going to go do something. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got it. Well, I forget. So my youngest daughter and I are just down playing ping pong or whatever we were doing. And I hear Aaron get home and then I hear this, just this, oh no. Well, the cat had jumped up on the counter oh, and discovered the raw exactly meat. Exactly what I said I didn't want to happen. <laughs> Which I was like, that'll never happen. So the cat is consuming the meat as Aaron walks in. So she's all upset. So I come up and she's like, I told you, you said you were going to do this. And so we, we start getting into an argument to where I end up, it was the most ridiculous thing. Like she's going on and on now we'll probably lose the cat just eating this meat that's been out and so i look at her and go you know cats eat mice and that's raw meat and we both just looked at each other like that is the dumbest thing <laughs> that i have possibly ever said and yet it was so absurd and so just weird that we both just started laughing so in that particular moment it laughter yeah. helped us get to a different place. You know, it's interesting because just a few days ago, working with a client, this, this man said, you know, my wife and I, we were planning on having a date, just the two of us in our room later at night. But my, my wife started watching a movie with our older girls. And he said, I walked out and I was going to say, hey, are you coming? Come on. You know, we're going to have our time together. And he said, but then I stopped because I heard her laughing. And he said it was such a beautiful noise to hear my wife laugh. And it's so true that laughter can do so many good things for a relationship. And it can even soothe over cats eating raw meat. <laughs> Which they can do. Okay. I'm just saying. So, I made sure the cat laid on your bed, your side of the bed that night. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and hear more about laughter and marriage from Pastor Ted Cunningham. He's been on our broadcast a number of times and is the pastor of Woodland Hills Family Church in Branson, Missouri. And Ted spoke with Jim Daly and me about ways to look for humor in your marriage. So somebody who's not had a high degree of humor in their marriage, and they're saying, okay, I heard Ted Cunningham today on Focus on the Family. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it tonight. And then, boom, their humor just bombs. And now they, they may give up. But what would be your encouragement to the person who's attempting humor in their marriage, but it's not landing right? It's, it, it, I give some low-hanging fruit 
for humor and laughter. And I think singing and dancing are the lowest, <laughs> the lowest forms of comedy because people will say the same thing. Well, I'm not good at singing. Well, that's the point. Right. That's okay? what's funny. I, I, I can't I don't have rhythm. I can't I can't dance. Well, that's the point. Right. Commitment is everything. I'll walk off stage after I, I hear a comedian bomb and they'll go, man, what happened? I go, the problem was you weren't committed to the joke. And when you're not committed to it, the person receiving is not going to be committed to it. We've all seen comedians give up on stage and be like, oh, man, if they weren't into it, I'm not going to be into it. So I think the person who hasn't pursued humor or hasn't made the decision to pursue it, they they just haven't been working that muscle. They just got to get into a point yeah. where they're committed to it and trying and attempting. And this is a big, important part. I cover this in the book over actually a couple pages. So there's physical benefits to laughter. We all know that. You breathe in yeah. oxygen, rich air. Vanderbilt University says, yeah. you know, you can burn uh, up to 40 calories with 10 to 15 minutes of belly laughing. That's why I say, so don't go work out. Just <laughs> help each other laugh. And this is the cool part. Your body cannot tell the difference between fake and real laughter. So I tell wives, when your husband's attempting it, fake it, right? <laughs> laugh. Like, just fake the laughter. <laughs> Pursue it, and and this is key. It, it'll it'll catch on. Uh, M. D. Anderson, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, um, uh, the the Mayo Clinic, they have laughter therapy. They're not saying that laughter heals the body, but they know laughter is a great way to help people through mm. the treatments. And one of the things they do is they just sit around in circles and they fake laugh. Okay, but <laughs> gotta that, get this on video. That fake laughter can turn into real laughter, right. but just like a yawn, laughter's contagious. Well, it will. And you watch somebody fake laughing, and you're like, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it starts to trigger something in you. Well, one of the things, and people are going to be shocked, but I mean, when the boys and Gene and I are praying, you know, we're getting together, we do a little devotion or something, and then we're about to pray, certainly one of the three guys, it's never mom, it's either me or Trent or Troy, we start giggling about something, because yeah. something is funny. Yeah. I mean, it's even, the the ritual sometimes can be quite funny the way oh. we approach it and so one of us will start giggling and it gets the other two of us it's giggling contagious. mama's yeah. not giggling so much because no. this is time before the lord <laughs> and he's like and but we can't help it and yeah. then we okay yeah i'm sorry i'm so sorry let me try again dear yeah <laughs> and here we go and yeah. it's just so funny but it's there's nothing really funny what's going on with yeah, that and it's when like you watch a movie and something strikes you as funny but doesn't strike your spouse as funny and right. you get to giggling there's been more times in movies where I start laughing at my wife laughing, right? and that even becomes a, a callback of sorts because you get in the car later, and she'll think about it. She'll be falling asleep, yeah. and she'll think about that and start laughing, and I just start laughing because she's laughing. This is the power of how God created us, this laughter, this joy. That's why, I just, that's why Paul says, Rejoice. I'll say it again. Rejoice. I mean, these are decisions there's, that we make. But there's something in there about vulnerability. It struck me a moment ago when you were talking about it, the ability to, to sing and dance. Yeah. Okay. There's a vulnerability in doing that. And yeah. you've got to be a little emptied of your ego to put yourself in a silly position, which again is why I think the Lord loves it. Yeah. Because it, it kind of humbles you yeah. when you're not taking yourself so seriously all the time. Yeah, and I tell I tell guys this, that they do not have a sense of humor, and they're wanting to figure out how to bring more humor into their marriage, and I tell them, all right, I just want you to 
pick one of her favorite songs and sing it to her. They're like, oh, at a, at a dinner, like across the table. No, 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 in the car while driving, because now you have another activity to focus on. And this right. always helps. This and diffuses maybe, a guy. Maybe some background music that'll help you. <laughs> that you're almost, yeah, it's just, it's like karaoke in the car, and you've got the overhead lights that I use as spotlights. So when it's my turn to sing, I put the spotlight on me, and then I turn it off and put it on Amy. There's all sorts of ways that you can do this in what I call, again, that low-hanging fruit to just make the attempt. And I always tell a spouse, even even with apologies, even if the words aren't coming out right, but you know the heart is there, receive it. I say the same thing with humor and laughter. If your spouse is making the attempt, that deserves recognition. Exactly That right. deserves a, a fake the, laugh if that's all you can come up with. This is where my with. girls in particular have watched us interact and they're like, Mom, he's just telling you the weather, and you're laughing about it. What is it with that? But we've chosen to to do that very thing, just to encourage each other and to find the humor yeah. in some of the silliest things. Yeah. And I, I, I hope that they catch that and go into marriage Absolutely. looking for a guy that's going to make them laugh. Absolutely. And, and so we talk about this in the book. When you get married, there's also this shared sense of humor that you have to develop. And that's a whole other level that I enjoy that, again— we, we don't even have to be talking and we can see something and she knows what I'm thinking. I know mm-hmm. what she's thinking <laughs> and the laughter starts. And, and that's that shared sense of humor that you get with the oneness of marriage mm-hmm. and you grow into over time. And that's what I want to encourage young couples with. If the joy and the fun and that which was natural early in the relationship, don't drift from that. You have to make what we're talking about right now intentional. Mm-hmm. And so you have to find ways. Like for Amy and I, we don't watch heavy movies. Right. Like we, we really don't. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with dramas or anything like that, but our life is serious enough with some of the issues we deal with on a regular basis. It can be quite stressful. Uh, and so we kind of make sure we're watching movies that make us laugh. And and just I just I consider them free laughs, even no, though you're paying good. for a, a movie ticket. But I mean, I consider it's not anything I'm working for, you know. It's now <laughs> there, and we're able to. And and some of the humor in our marriage is bringing stuff from the screen into our marriage, you know. Like I always joke with their. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but all of these couples that you know don't have jobs and they're cuddling and. Five million dollar apartments in New York City. I always have to remind her. I would stay home, Amy, and cuddle with you all day. Yeah, but I've got a job. <laughs> I've got a job. Okay, I can't do what we see. And I'll say that to her in a movie when she sees something happen, and I'll be like, you know, we can't do that, right? And, and she's like, why? I go, because we have jobs. Okay, we got to actually go out, <laughs> and we've got kids, and we've got this, and, and that. we've got kids. All right, Greg and Aaron, you've both uh, done a lot of life together. So how have you developed a shared sense of humor like Ted described? Aaron, I would say that is a strength in our relationship that we do laugh pretty regularly, but we're also intentional about it in that we keep a list of stories. We retell our stories. We'll sit around the table as a family and go around and each of us will tell a favorite memory or just a story of something that was funny that happened. So we we linger in it. We don't bypass it. We don't want to miss out on the opportunity to laugh together. Yeah. And you never want to laugh at the other person. <laughs> no, I'm, a, I'm, I, I bring it up difference. because yes. unfortunately I have done that. I've made Dina the butt of some jokes and that does not yeah, work out well. That. I mean, it's just... It's not called for, and it really is better to to laugh together instead of at each other or at something unfortunate, right? Yeah, it's it's true. And especially we don't use 
maybe sensitive issues is ammunition so that, yeah, so that it's our, our spouse becomes the butt of that story or whatever. I, I think another thing that we do with intention is that we place ourselves in situations that likely will produce some mess up, some difficulties, some challenge, some struggles. You, some you, I know you have to work at that. Yeah. Some of us, it just happens, but you work <laughs> at doing it so you we can do. laugh. So, I mean, we, we have date nights, we, we go on vacations together, we'll go on adventures, and inevitably something's going to go wrong that's hilarious, or at least... Can Two, be three funny. weeks yeah. down the road, yeah, we'll have say, some humor to it. We've got to wait a little bit and let it breathe <laughs> a little bit. Which is okay. <laughs> That's okay. But in other words, a lot of humor is not going to happen if we just sit around the house. So we also need to get out and, and experience life together. And that's going to produce some great stories yeah, that life you'll will, laugh about later. Life will bring the opportunities where you grab onto those and find the humor in them. Well, if you'd like more ideas about uh, finding and bringing humor into your marriage uh, and laughing together, get a copy of Ted Cunningham's book, A Love That Laughs. And we'll send a copy of that to you for a gift of any amount to focus on the family. Support the ministry. Uh, We're listener-supported. We need your help so we can continue making great podcasts like this and so much more. And having fun together is one of those areas covered on our free online marriage assessment. Over a million people have taken that, and I know it's going to help your relationship as well. We've got the details in the show notes, which have been recently updated. So look for the links for the assessment and Ted's book in those newly revised show notes. Next time, marriage experts Mylan and Kay Yurkovich are going to discuss God's design for sex. For now, on behalf of Greg Smalley and his wife Erin, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.